Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners, helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. Today, we're talking all about three simple strategies to master your virtual and social selling that will allow you to actually close more sales, make more connections, and deepen the relationships that you have with potential clients and customers, as well as your existing paying clients and customers. If that sounds good, you're going to want to stick around to today's episode. Now, I know that with all the changes that have happened, especially in the last couple of years, with more and more focus going virtual, going interconnected, going social media and different channels than maybe were available in the past, just simply with the shift in the global economy and the inability for us to be always present in the room face-to-face with individuals that we would typically connect with, network with, and create relationships with, The shifting dynamic to virtual and social selling has uh, meaned that we need to up-level and upscale to different areas of focus than maybe what we were experiencing in the past. Now, in case you've been hiding under a rock, there is uh, no situation, I think, so I'm putting myself out there to proclaim this loud and clear, that I don't believe that we're going backwards anytime soon to a less connected world in terms of social media, in terms of virtual selling strategies, and in terms of using technology to reach the people that we want to have conversations with, virtual or otherwise. And as the world continues to open up in whatever fragmented way that it is going to continue to open up and connect, this is not going to be a replacement for face-to-face conversations or face-to-face meetings and events. In fact, I think it enhances the experience, and that has been my experience so far in my business, because in case you are not familiar with my story, we'll link that below in the show notes for you. My business was birthed accidentally. I was going through a major health catastrophe at the time, and it was very difficult. It was very challenging for me to actually leave my home. And so as a result, I built my business to be 100% virtual. It was an international global brand, and I have had clients all around the world still to this day, which I'm deeply grateful for, but it was done because I had to. I couldn't leave my house some days. In fact, it was very challenging for me to literally just walk around the block, let alone get in my car and have to face a whole group or room full of strangers And while that was my experience in the past, having, you know, led and and hosted and just gone to thousands of networking events in person, I quickly found myself unable to do so and having to figure out how am I going to do what I want to do? And at the core of it, I wanted to make connections. I'm deeply curious about people and I wanted to learn more about how I could help them in a way that would serve them 
as well as me and the constraints that I physically had, I mentally had, I meant emotionally and spiritually had because I couldn't leave my home. So this whole, you know, this whole journey for a lot of folks, maybe that's you to move from more of a face-to-face in-person model to now incorporating more and more virtual online social media strategies has been something that I have been immersed in since the start of my business in 2016. And so I'm going to share with you three simple ways that I have been able to incorporate social media, social selling, because it's not the same as just content marketing or even social media management. It is very different, but at the same time, it builds upon those core principles and foundational steps around using content, using social media, but doing it in a way that allows you to really harness the power behind it, especially when it comes to relationship-based sales, which is my background coming from finance and the financial world where it requires a lot of know, like, and trust. Trust in particular, because when people are handing over not just thousands of dollars, but millions of dollars for you to take care of, to manage, to grow and steward, it is extremely important that you have gained uh, a level of trust and expertise and authority, credibility as the expert to help them that differentiates you from somebody else that might be providing the same exact solution. Because really, there were a lot of providers providing the same products and services, and the differentiator was me, even amongst my colleagues, right, within the the same organization. I mean, 80,000 global employees, you're going to get a lot of repetitive things. Um, So how do you differentiate yourself and how do you make sure that the relationships that you're building are fruitful, are um, going to work out in your favor and create win-win opportunities for not only you, but also for the, the client at hand. So let's first start with what is social selling and why is it so important? Okay, so here's what I want you to know. Social selling is really about building relationships. It's about being social. And I, I laugh at myself a little bit because as, a, as a, a proclaimed introvert, being social is not always high on my list of things to do and high on my priorities. But at the, at the same time, without building relationships, it's very difficult to sell and to sell well, and especially in areas where there's an expertise layered in, right? So if you're selling expert-based services, if you are an expert, if you're a thought leader, an author, a speaker, uh, a designer, like something where you are professional services, like something where it requires your expertise, then your relationship and the relationships that you build with your customers in particular are going to be extremely critical to the lifelong success of your business, not just in the here and now, but months, years, decades to come, right? The legacy that you're going to leave with the empire that you're creating. So social media is a great way to even the playing field, so to speak, because now instead of having to be in the room, having to go to uh, that meeting, to be at that event, to be behind the closed doors of that, um, that Uber exclusive meeting, that you can get access to pretty much anybody and any company using a social media channel. So at the time of this recording, um, I just pulled out some stats and this is uh, a source from the Global State of Digital 2021. There are 4.2 billion people worldwide that are active on some form of social media. 
4.2 billion with a B. Social media platforms have gained over 490 million users just in 2020 alone, right? So makes sense, right? With all the, the stuff that was going on with the global pandemic and people being forced to be at home and having to stay connected, social media was a platform of choice. So all the social media platforms have gained 490 million users in the year of 2020. And that is a huge increase from 2019, 13.2% increase compared to 2019, 7.2. Now, what does that all mean? It means that there is a huge opportunity. Your target market is on social media somewhere. And if you're not on social media and using it for social selling and virtual selling opportunities, you're missing out because your competitors are on there. I guarantee it. Because how could you not? With all of the world moving into more of a virtual atmosphere and a virtual focus, your customers are spending more and more time on these different platforms. So how can you take advantage? What are some strategies in order to make things simple for you, especially if you don't want to spend all of your time and effort or hours on social media and literally being pulled into the rabbit trail? Perhaps you would like to keep social media for your own personal use and enjoyment and fun, and you don't want it to be a drag because it's one more thing on the list to do. I'm telling you right now that you can do both, okay? And the strategies that I'm sharing with you, again, remember, these are things that I did at the very start of my business. I continue to do them today because they can be done in less than 90 minutes a day. Actually, if you're really good at it, you can do it in you know 30 minutes a day. It might take you a little bit to get started and to understand how the platform works because every single platform is going to be different and unique. Now, for the purposes of this particular episode, I am not going to break down each and every single social media platform. If you are interested in learning a little bit more about Clubhouse, which is a new and upcoming, at the, still at the time of this recording, it's still not you know, taken over like Facebook or one of the other major platforms. It is a great platform, I believe, for a lot of folks to be able to try stuff out. Go and listen to the other two episodes that I've done all on Clubhouse, and we will link them up in the show notes below for you as well. So number one, right, because social selling, using social media, but it's really about building relationships. You, you already know and understand that there's huge opportunities. So how do you leverage that? So the very first thing that I want you to understand and use as a strategy is that your social media platforms is designed to create connections with your ideal clients and target market. So how do you do that? Well, there's one of two ways, and we're going to talk about one of them. Um, we're actually going to talk about both of them um, shortly here, but you need to create some sort of presence or uh, contact uh, content on social media, right? So your connections are going to come one of two ways. You're either going to create content, which will allow people to see you as a thought leader, to position yourself as an expert, and to understand what it is that you want to talk about and what you can help people with. It's going to draw in your ideal clients, but you're also pushing out the content. So this is strategy number two, which is to create a content marketing strategy that aligns directly with how you want to be socially selling to those individuals and how you want to build a relationship. You need to be able to create what I call push and pull content. 
It is designed to elicit a response, but also to position you in the appropriate way so that your messaging, your marketing allows people to understand and encourages them to create and build relationships with you. You're trying to create opportunities for connection and then to deepen that connection into conversation. So it's part of my three C's methodology, connect, have a conversation, and then turn that into a conversion. Too often, what we end up doing is that we go for the jugular and we end up convert, 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 which is really sell, 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 sell. And we don't take the time and the opportunity to really leverage social selling in the way that it was designed, which is ultimately to start with connections. How do you connect with people? Well, you either put out content so that it encourages people to connect with you and look for you and and like captivate your audience in some way so that they are incentivized to spend time with you and spend time on your pages and spend time with your social media uh, content or to encourage them to engage with you in some way so that they are answering and having a conversation. And so that's where that push and pull, that mechanism of doing both is equally important. So your content can't be designed strictly to talk at people. It needs to encourage people to to investigate, to um, be uh, interactive, to create engagement, to create conversation, to allow them opportunity to think and to pursue uh, an opportunity to just really um, interact with you and interact with the content at hand and to interact with the other people that might be following the same content. So to create almost like a micro community on each of your social media followings. Your ability to lead the conversation and to encourage people to share their perspective will, again, encourage connections. The very first piece that we want to talk about and really think and spend time on is dialing in what connections do I want to create? So that's our first strategy. We use our content marketing, which is our push and pull content, to allow our connections to be supported by the types of information that we wanna share. Now, your content can be a mixture of value add and personal stories, brand stories, testimonials, uh, case studies, social proof, how-tos, explanations, like all kinds of different content fit into that push and pull. But what I think is an underutilized piece of content are what are, what I call conversation starters. I use these back in corporate. So when I first started on social media, I realized I needed to identify people that number one, had the problem that I solved, and number two, would wanna have a conversation with me. First in public, socially, and then in private, individually. So as I thought about how can I encourage people to have this conversation with me so that they don't feel like they're being singled out They don't feel like all of a sudden I'm going to pounce on them to try and sell them something because to be frank, at the very beginning, I didn't have anything to sell. I was trying to figure out how I could serve people and help them and encourage them to ask for the help that they were looking for. But I wasn't quite sure what that would look like in the context of what I delivered. Back when I was in uh, my, my early on in my corporate career, I used a lot of did you know phrases. Did you know, blah, blah, blah. So similar to how I opened up this particular episode for us. Did you know that there are X amount of people, right? Billions of people that have been active on social media. Well, 
instantly you're thinking, wow. So if I was to do this on social media, I could ask, did you know that there are 4.2 billion people on social media? And there's been an increase last year alone of you know 13.2. That's almost a 100% increase from the, the previous year. Which are your favorite social media platforms to build connections on to find your ideal clients? This would be a great way for me to, number one, encourage people to have conversations. Number two, to find and connect with my ideal clients because I know that my ideal clients are already using social media. They just may be struggling with being able to use it in a way that doesn't suck up their time, doesn't drain them, doesn't feel like it's totally a complete waste and it's not distracting, but at the same time, adding value to their ideal clients it's fun, it's light, and it's allowing them to connect, to have conversations, and to convert those individuals into paying customers to move them along the sales process. So I know that this type of question, although at surface level, it may feel like, is it even related to what you do, Susan? Yeah, it is, because you may not know this, but I have been speaking on several summits and speaking events for social media and my use of social media in order to help people to sell and to do it in a way that allows them to build relationships. So this is not a new topic to me. In fact, I've been talking about this from the very start of my business because I have exclusively used social media and social selling to build my business and to allow that to grow and grow and grow, you know, multiple, multiple times. And it's one of the primary ways that I encourage my clients to start and grow and scale their business. Now, is it the only way? No. Is it uh, the way that I want all businesses to scale? No. However, if you are not using and tapping into social media, you are leaving opportunities on the table, especially when it comes to your existing clients, to be able to continue to nurture them, to build stronger, more robust relationships, and to allow them to know perhaps a different side of you and your business than the one that you are formally putting out through your website, through your email, and through some of the other channels that you may be focusing more time or attention on. Again, remember, the whole principle behind social selling is to be social, is to interact with one another, and to be personable and to show your personality and to showcase the different areas that perhaps are not as appropriate for some of the other channels that you may be using for your marketing in particular. So again, number one strategy is to create connections, right? To look for ways to create connections. Number two is to create that push and pull content. Now, part of the connections we talked about is the content marketing and the content marketing strategy in particular. The other piece of this is to actually engage in dialogue, again, first publicly, socially, on your pages and the different social media channels that you're conversing with people on, and then to lead that into individual private conversations, whether that's through your direct messages, an email communication, or eventually through some kind of conversation that would lead to a sale. Depending on the nature of your business, that could mean a real life dialogue, a phone call, a video call, a DM, uh, an inbox, a request for a proposal, whatever it looks like for you and your business. 
that is where you're starting to move through that journey of the sales process. And again, if you need more details on that, we're going to link up the episode below that will walk you through all the different stages of the sales process. That's going to be episode number 10. Okay. So don't be afraid to make the connection go a little bit deeper. Now, you don't want to go too far too fast. It's just like dating, right? All of a sudden you meet somebody and you're speed dating and then you're like, boom, will you get married to me? Uh, no, there's very few situations where all of a sudden that would be appropriate. But that being said, would it be appropriate for you to ask somebody to maybe go for an actual coffee date? Sure, sure it would, right? So think about building a relationship. That's what the connection is for. And your content marketing and your individual outreaches, whether that's direct or indirect, will help to support all of this as well. The third strategy is social listening. Now, I'm sure you're thinking, huh? What the heck does that mean, Susan? And at first, when I was trying to figure out how do I describe what I was doing? So I am a listener and an observer by nature. I tend to be more of a wallflower as opposed to out in the field on the stage, even though I'm a speaker. And most of my time is focused on really just paying attention and listening and absorbing so that I can see how I can best serve individuals with things that are the most appropriate and impactful. This is what social listening is for. Now, there's lots of tools that you can use, and I'm not going to go into detail with that, but you're going to be able to basically search through different social media platforms. So uh, you can do this on really any platform of choice, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, uh, Pinterest, although those two really aren't social medias, they're more search engines, but for the purpose of, of simplicity, we're going to incorporate them all in here. Uh, TikTok, Clubhouse, Instagram, LinkedIn, you name it, they all have a search function. Now, yes, there are other tools that you can use in order to like kind of crawl the web. Uh, the most prevalent one probably that you have heard of and may or may not be using is a Google alert. So you can set up Google so that it will set up alerts for different keywords, different businesses, different brands, different topics, uh, even your own name so that you can be alerted every time it shows up on social media or otherwise. And it allows you to stay top of mind for those key people, key brands, key contacts, key activities that you want to be apprised of. Again, this is something that I did way back in corporate and still to do to this day. Now, what I have also done that ties into this strategy is when I decided I was going to build a business completely off of Facebook, knowing nothing about that platform and building my presence from scratch. And I mean, nothing like no friends, no personal connections. I started with zero uh, back in 2016 and had to really figure things out for myself. I spent a lot of time listening searching, using the search bar to figure out the different topics and the type of people that I wanted to connect with. And then I realized, wait, there is a way for me to actually find these people using something called Facebook groups. Now, you can use this, uh, this principle or the idea of it on other platforms, on platforms that will allow you to search using hashtags. Hashtags is a way to group content and to group the people that are interested in that content. Because did you know, like on Instagram, you can actually follow a particular hashtag. So I follow certain hashtags that are important to my content that I think my ideal clients would be 
listening to or looking at. And so as a result, I can use social listening to show up in areas around conversations and connection points that would be most appropriate for my brand, my company, and for my ideal clients as well, and potential ideal clients. So when you think about how you can leverage one or all three of these three strategies, right? Connections, using social media to connect and to build better relationships. Number two, to create push and pull marketing so that it creates engagement with the people that you actually want to engage with. And then the third one, which is to use social listening as a way to stay top of mind with the conversations that are the most meaningful for your ideal clients, you can see that there is a huge impact and tremendous value and opportunity with how you can leverage social selling. Social selling, I will say, has been responsible for 80 to 90% of my revenue to date. And I have been consistently um, growing my business since 2016 knowing zero about social media. So I say this to you because if you think about the core of what it is that social selling is really all about, it's really about connecting with a real life human being, just using a different channel, using a different medium, using a different mechanism. So don't get hung up on, oh my gosh, like the algorithm is not working. Don't get hung up on, oh my gosh, my content or my graphics look terrible. Like none of that really matters as much as the intention and the impact that you're trying to create. And at the end of the day, I want you to always take the shortest path. And so if you are able to say, I know that my clients are on Instagram, as an example, or I know my clients are on Clubhouse, then look for ways to engage with your ideal clients on that social media platform and be social. Be social with intention, be social with an impact, be social to create connections, to understand how to converse with people and to create opportunities for a conversion to occur. Remember that conversions are simply about having people say yes to continuing to engage with you in the next step of the sales process, knowing that eventually, and sometimes that happens like right away, that that is going to lead to yeses related to sales, yeses related to your offer, yeses related to working with you in the different products, services, and programs that you have available to sell them. So don't get hung up on the how-tos of the algorithms because at the end of the day, the people behind the algorithm are still people like you and me. And so can you influence the way that your platform helps you? Absolutely. And those are things that I talk about within my programs, um, such as Sales Mastery Society with my clients to help support them and to encourage them to use the platform in the way that best suits them as well as the platform. But at the end of the day, if you don't pick the right platform for you, if you aren't um, sold on being social to use social media to sell and to do it in a way that's congruent for you and how you want to build relationships, it actually doesn't matter what mechanism that you use at all. So I hope this was helpful for you to understand, number one, what the opportunity looks like for you to really leverage number two, that there is a tremendous opportunity for your ideal client being on social media for you to meet them where they are and to build those connection points and to start really enhancing the relationship. And number three, to use it in a way that you're going to leverage your time, leverage your expertise, show up as a thought leader and still be able to make sales. 
and everything along the way in the process. So if you're looking for some help and support, please feel free to send me a message. Um, over on Instagram is probably the best one, at Susan McVeigh, or you can go and join my inner circle and find out more details all about that with Sales Mastery Society, and you can go to salesmasterysociety.com. Thanks so much, and we will talk to you in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time.